Steve. I don't know. I did not know that. I know that the Quakers are prominent in all fields, even the military. Uh, you, you know that uh, well. Daniel Boone had a Quaker upbringing. Um, Nathaniel Green, uh, one of our great, uh, yeah, uh, had a Quaker upbringing. They booted him well, out of the. Well, the author of War is a Racket. Uh, uh, he was a Quaker. That's right. Medley Butler. Yes, and Nixon was a Quaker too. He was a med- <laughs> pro-war Quaker. And, well, yeah. I yeah, I don't know how pro-war Nixon actually was, but uh, uh, also, uh, would you believe that Edwin Stanton was a Quaker, too, uh, Lincoln's Secretary of War? No, I didn't well. know that. How yeah, many of no, these were connected with the secret societies and Illuminism, huh? Lincoln was. He was connected with uh, Rosicrucians. He was one of the three elders of the Rosicrucian Society. I don't know, not not the Amor group today, but group back then, it was... It is they, funny they, when they, they mention uh, Lincoln, you know, people often forget that uh, there was a group that was supporting the communist revolution in Spain, the Franco Civil War, and they were known as the Abraham Lincoln Brigade. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, remember, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Loved Lincoln, the communist. They really loved him. He's such a Lincoln great Lincoln was uh, very close to to the Marxists. They had over fifty fifty generals in the human army were were Marxists. He was rescued when he was trying to work. You know, getting to to uh, through Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, according to Workers Vanguard, he was rescued by a, a platoon of uh, Marxist Union soldiers. That oh, really? enabled him to get to Washington D.C. Yeah, that was in years ago. I, I used to subscribe to Workers Vanguard, and I, I used to subscribe uh, to the People uh, SLP, which is defunct now, the Socialist Labor Party. Hmm. They they weren't bad. I I used to go go to the meetings. They weren't anti-white back in the eighties. They didn't seem to be. I went hard to, to SLP do that in the eighteen eighties. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was, it was very, uh, very trendy back then to 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 learn German and uh, study yeah. the philosophers like Hegel in Lincoln's time. You know, you know the yeah. people in New England, uh, the the old families went went to German universities. They didn't go to English English colleges. The idea of the university is from Germany. You know, like Johns yeah. Hopkins. Johns Hopkins yeah, is the first. Yeah, go ahead. I'm I sorry. Think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of German immigrants to America were uh, refugees from the 1848 revolutions back then. Yeah, a lot of lot of radicals. You mean yeah, from Carl, a lot of, lot of Germans? It? I'm German. I'm part German myself, but there are a lot of more yeah, radical and atheists. Yeah, yeah like I got a lot Carl. of German in me. What yeah, I got, uh, I got a lot of German in me, too, although uh, I really consider myself of English heritage and all that German. Yeah, you know me, it. too. All right. Hey, yeah, I'm right. Because we're called, Charles. It's Irish and English. From you again. Oh, it's been a long time. Thank you. Good, uh, knowledgeable person. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting how uh, the uh, up until recently nobody has announced toppling the Lincoln statutes. There's one example now where they're talking about Washington and Lincoln, and both really were Masons, you know, and uh, uh, Washington has a very checkered past, too, you know, in terms of his uh, secret society relationships. I think blamers we have to be very cautious about, you know. Uh, what did they you know, something funny and ironic public? about Washington. Something funny and ironic about Washington is he's known to have started the uh, French and Indian War. You know, uh-huh. and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he he accidentally started that off, right? And then, uh, so he caused it uh, when he was a British soldier. And then, uh, then the Brits uh, decided they had to tax the Americans to pay for that war. And yeah. so here comes Washington leading another war. Uh, no, no, no. Washington died in 1799. Uh, to, to lead another war for the 12 war was really a payback to the uh, Rothschild banks. Ah. For, for the Revolutionary War. 
Uh, I, I, you'll have to tell me about that sometime. Yeah, um, look it up. We'll check it out, sure. But, uh, it's called yeah, our second war. For- and, you know, he came to Newport and he received that, uh, you know, that uh, no place for bigotry a speech that he gave, actually, at the synagogue, Toro Synagogue in Newport, Rhode Island. That was the place yeah. where the slaves were brought by the uh, mostly Jewish uh, ship owners who brought them here. Newport was a, an entry point. And uh, he gave uh, thanks to the synagogue for uh, their role in all of this and then uh, said there's no place for bigotry or hatred in America. So he was clearly showing um, that he was uh, giving some allegiance back to them because there were profits being made over the slave trade. And I'm, I'm not saying, by the way, that the slavery you know, in any way uh, was white or black, because as you know, Steve, uh, everybody had engaged in slavery at some time or another. Slavery was a mainstay yeah. of history. So, I mean, that's a moot issue right now, although the reparations war is on, and, uh, and there's a lot of yeah. cash to be made over there again. All right, thank you for the call, Charles, and uh, I think we can continue onward uh, uh, with John in California right now. Let's take him. John, you're on with Steve Mason and Rick Adams. Yeah, good afternoon, Rick. Steve, um, I got on. I just got on late, so I didn't get much chance to hear Steve, but it sounds like, Steve, you've been a great voice for uh, alternative and uh, things, but I just want to. I want to make an observation. This this is Black History Month in February, uh-huh. and yep. Yep. They're, they're all over the place. Especially PBS, they've got all these stories and that. And I've been reading this for years. And what you're finding out that what they're they're not talking about. They're not talking about a lot of blacks going way back that have that have were prominent themselves. They 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 they. Educated themselves, became great. The two off the top of my head, I think, that we studied, heard about in school, was Booker T. Washington, George Washington Carver, what what things they did and how they did it. And um, I can't think of others, but a lot of them, they're just left out. Those yeah, aren't Booker the ones T. Washington that I think was another. The liberals don't want you to know about. You know, they've got black studies in the colleges and they're, they're not bringing anything up to tell these people here you can look what they did but they're leaving that out and um it, it's you know it's just i just don't uh, don't understand it well actually i understand it but it, it's just not good but um there's another thing that you talk about slavery quick there's a the barnes review magazine uh, back in 2020 i don't know mid 2020 there was a he had an article by Clint Lacey, and he had these put together a book, these stories from slaves and former slaves talking about their life on the plantations and that. And if you surprisingly read some of these actual accounts, that a lot of them, you know, they survived. They weren't overworked, beaten, starved. They lived it. They liked it. Some even later on got out and acquired their own properties and that and that you know it's interesting to listen to some of these things and uh, alternatives and i know that the liberal will not will not allow that to be put in because that'll derail everything they're trying to do to overthrow the whole thing about history but uh and then there was a a, a lawsuit by a black uh, mother or child in las vegas recently through, that was through american free press about suing the district and the schools and the school board for this critical race theory you know he's a great student and uh he's you know speaking out against it and they said no you don't follow it you'll you know they'll threaten him with uh, not graduating him so he can't get into mm-hmm. uh, college in that and uh there's a, a group called schoolhouse um i think dot com they're they're helping him in this lawsuit so uh Anyway, that yeah. Do you have any uh, thoughts on that, Steve? Uh, well, I wouldn't have wanted to have been a slave back then uh, <clears throat> on uh, either a good plantation or, or on uh, working in the Mississippi Delta. But you see, it's, we don't need to get in the ditch with them. What the communists like to do is they like to take issues that are settled, you know, and then stir them up again. And 
and arguing about slavery is just playing their game. You know, they bring it up, I guess, just because it works. So I'm not, uh, I'm not going to get in there and say, oh, you know, there were a lot of black slave owners, or, or, you know, better to be a slave in America than than a free man in Africa, uh, kind of deal. We need to look at today is is the destruction of the black family. You know. Uh, uh, and because of our welfare policies, where we encourage um, uh, single motherhood, and Patrick, uh, uh, New York Senator Patrick Moynihan pointed this out decades ago, and I don't know, I don't hear anybody talking about changing that. Uh, they'll be, uh, you know, called a racist if they do, but. Um, <clears throat> Problems that blacks got today, you know, they're largely their own making. They're caught down in this in this uh, perpetual cycle of poverty or whatever. Uh, but you know what? I don't want to hear about it anymore. And and Rick, did you know that the governor of your state is trying to? Uh, you know, the official name of Rhode Island is the state of Rhode Island and Providence already plantations. Have. They already have changed huh? it. They took out uh, Providence plantations in this past year's uh, election. Yes, they did. Oh, good grief. Yeah. I knew that was going to well, happen. Now, it was rejected 10 years ago by the voters, but this is a new state. This is a new world. This is a new society. And with media agitation and, uh, and whatnot, uh, I, I had a feeling that it was going to pass uh, by a good, a goodly number of people. Uh, you know, it's, it's signs of the time, Steve. Signs of the time. Well, I hear that Providence is now 43% Hispanic. Just about, yeah, and um, you know, it's a it's a minority. City. Basically, whites are a minority. In well, that's why I left the damn state was because uh, I couldn't find any, any work there. Where you know, were you? You were here. Yeah, I'm from there. You were from what? Not Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. My father taught at Brown University. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that, John. Wow. No, Steve is. Oh, Steve, I'm sorry. Steve, you were, you were in Rhode Island? I'm from there. Until I, uh, I couldn't find work, so I joined the Air Force to get the hell out of there. You know? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you, you, you couldn't find common work there. Uh, I'll email you where I'm from. Um, I, I okay, want to. Hey, that's you know, nice. That's nice to know. Well, there you go. Yeah. You were one of the, uh, you were one of the exodus. Uh, but see, I'm I'm a, I'm not a transplant either, and I I am uh, you know born and bred, and uh, this is where I'll die. <laughs> they say, you know, Roger Williams was anyway, uh, he was repealed a long time ago. Yes, John, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was just saying, Steve, yeah, yeah, thank you for your voice because it's been an, this is unprecedented time now with the media dominant, all against the right. And the correct, the true, and all this, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and all that, just, you know, they'll cancel you out if you don't go along with what they want. So the more that, you know, I learned a lot from AFP, the Barnes Review, all of RBN, just, you know, keep supporting, staying on, getting the word out. That's where we're going to get it from. We can't get it from anywhere else anymore. So thank you very much. Thanks for calling. My pleasure. Good to hear from you, John. Steve, uh, it's been a fascinating journey here this afternoon with you. I wish we had more time oh. for more participation, but we don't. And I will invite I've you back I've got lots again. of warnings. To... Huh? Yeah, I did get a chance to get my warnings out, but I'll get the major you one did. out. Don't rely, on the Re... don't rely on the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, no, that went out years ago. The Republican Party, you know, goes way back to the, actually, to the Thaddeus Stevens and uh, Abe Lincoln Party, and... They were the uh, the real communist revolutionaries in the 1800s. So, you know, they were known as the Red Republicans. And guess what? Oh, they what? were. Here I know they, they were the Radical Republicans. Yeah, the Radical Republican Congresses. That's right. They actually took over. You know, and um, that's where the illegal 14th Amendment came from. You know, was from that Congress. So that's why we have all these problems today. Equality under the law. Well, that's not what it meant, but nevertheless. It was uh, a precedent, a precedent setter for this new evolution of Supreme Court thinking. And the courts have interpreted falsely um, just as well. I mean, it's, you know, we're, 
we're at the end of the game where, you know, uh, Heather has two mommies, two daddies, and so on and so forth. Now Heather is, uh, is, is uh, Jed, you know, and Jed is Heather. So we could just change sex. We could change what God made us because they say, after all, God don't make no junk. And he didn't make no junk uh, when he made me what I am. You know, I am what I am, as Popeye would say. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Mason. People want to get in touch with you or would like to email you. Do you want to give out your uh, information? Email Stephen E. Mason at yahoo.com. That's S T E P H E N E Mason at Yahoo. Right. Okay. Stephen with Excellent. a P H. And thank you for being yeah. with us. I found it a very, uh, very enjoyable program once again. Thank you. Yeah, well, have me on again. Anytime that you're free and we're free, we have some time, we'll be happy to have you on. And you can call okay, in, appreciate too. appreciate it. Well, thank you, brother. All right, thanks okay. a lot. You take care now, Steve. Well, folks, uh, that's, uh, that's something I thought was long overdue to bring him back. I've been getting Steve's emails for a long time, and uh, now uh, most recently he's picked up uh, momentum, I think, with uh, many of his emails on these subjects. and. Uh, I know it's frustrating for many people who just look at the world politically and from their own, uh, how can I say, just humanistic uh, uh, nature uh, without getting a scriptural lens that we, we offer. And um, they say, what, what is one to do? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? You know, you've heard that from Monica from South Africa. You heard that from her. You've heard that from others. Where do we go? This is our home. This is where our forefathers came. This is the nation they built, and that's true of the Palestinians. That's true of the uh, uh, the Germans who suffered massive losses from World War One and Two. It was a slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse five, you know. Um, but all of this this stuff is just uh, totally, totally swept under the rug. So these new educationists teach today strictly from Bolshevik, communist, demonist theology. That's what they teach, the Bolshevik Revolution. They don't call it the Bolshevik Revolution. They don't call it communism. They don't call it Marxism, but that's what it is. And it's a war on Christianity. It's not just a war on the white man and the Israel of God, but it's a war on their God, their covenant God. This is why I said in quoting from Second Chronicles, that, um, you know, Solomon was in in, put in place by God, and he is a covenant God. His people he has a covenant with. My people, Israel. And it's not that bandit regime in the Middle East that can call itself whatever it wants. It can call itself the apple of God's eye. It can call itself the miracle, uh, uh, you know, manna from heaven. It can call itself any nation. It doesn't make it so, does it? Names are names, but what's behind the name? Well, that's where you got to look a little bit deeper, and that's the question that we pose to you. Now, Art's going to be coming on, and I believe Art from Philly. Uh, yeah, he'll be calling up any minute and entertaining us with some of the things he's been talking about on his website, uh, www.noplaceforcorruption.com. For 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 corruption dot com, ladies and gentlemen, it's amazing what Art has been digging up and how this Biden administration is so reminiscent of previous Democrat administration, the carryover of the Obama regime, the Clinton regime. Go back to Jimmy Carter. You know all of this stuff, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, as George Wallace said so aptly, is nothing more than a continuum. Well, now we're almost at the end of this continuum. We're almost at the end of this ripple effect. You throw that stone in the water, and the ripples get smaller and smaller until there are none. That's where this nation, this world is. And that's why God said in his word that I will pour out my wrath on all the nations of the world, the apocrypha. All right, we will come back, ladies and gentlemen, with more, and Art should be joining us any moment. Rick Adams, Uncensored, here on Republic.
folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. The New World Order thought police are on the run because Rick Adams is back on the Republic Broadcasting Network. We are back, and we're going to go uh, to speak with our resident guest, usually every Saturday afternoon, Art from Philly. Hello, Art. Welcome. Hi, Art. Bring him up. Bring up Art. I don't hear him. On two things. He's One there. is the positions of Black Lives Matter. With no, I can hear you. Design. I'm can sorry. You hear me I okay? couldn't hear a word you said. Welcome back. Thank you. All right. Can you hear me now? I can hear you beautifully now. Okay. So I was going to talk about the discussion of one of the uh, voices in Black Lives Matter. Uh, this guy is a Temple University uh, teacher in their school of media. His name is Mark Lamont Hill. And basically he's calling out his agenda to, um, for the Black Lives Matter that they identify to boycott, divest, and sanction Israel and support a Palestine from the sea, all the way to the ocean, to the sea. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I'm saying good for, good for him. Then he's also saying that it's the Jewish community that is responsible for the police abusing the black community. And I would say kudos to him, because who taught the police? The Mossad, okay? Yes, yes, right. the Israeli government. So he knows what's going on. A lot of police right. here, all right. Right, right. So, I'm not, you know, I'm not full everything for, you know, BLM, because some of the things they do, but uh, this guy sounds like he's very knowledgeable of what he's doing. 
He was well, speaking on that CNN. broken clock is always right twice a day, Art, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's, yeah. it's true. <laughs> they give credit where credit is due. At least there's consistency, you know? That's the funny thing, because normally in these demonstrators we have in my neck of the woods, generally they're all waving their, you know, about racism and the white man is terrible and everything else, and we're, we're people too, we need to be counted and we need to be protected instead of shooting us and killing us, you know, but they never, ever, with very few exceptions, raise the Israeli flag, the synagogue of Satan, six-pointed star, you know, the star of Satan, they don't bring it up. If they do, you know what happens, I don't have to tell you. So, right. I, I'm, so, I'm interested, very happy about that uh, Temple University group. Right. So he better realize that, you know, he's working for the Paley Communication Center for Temple, which is controlled by the uh, Zionists, uh, especially the Annenberg uh, um, Syndicate. That's, so he's got to be pretty careful what he's doing here. just want to read one paragraph of what he said there, which I actually mm. would give him a kudos for. He says he uh, obliquely referred to George Floyd's death, by claiming without evidence is that Israel is responsible for the alleged police violence against minorities. Okay? And he accused Israel of teaching the U.S. to commit racist acts of murder by saying the police don't need to be trained by Israel to kill black people. So I think he actually knows what's going on. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I wonder how much time he's got left now. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, he got maybe driving the down the street now, and some cop will come and pick him up and say, I don't like what you said, and you attacked me first, and bang, bang, you're dead, you know? This sort right. of thing you, you always have to worry about because, uh, you know, you're attacking, uh, you're attacking the head of the beast when you go after them. Uh, right, yeah, right. Uh, thank you for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's actually working for them. I mean, it's like, hey, um, he's basically working for Temple University, which is controlled by, you know, the uh, by the tribes, especially the Annenberg Syndicate. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing to speak out. It's not to actually be working for the group that's actually uh, you're opposing. How long do you think your job's going to be there? That's, so. that's exactly what happens, yes. Right. Yes. Well, we had a local uh, head of the NAACP. When I was doing talk radio downtown in Providence, we had a station, um, and we try and, you know, free radio, freedom and all of that. Well, that didn't last too long. Um, but we were on the air for a, a couple of years or so uh, doing alternative real talk. And when we were on, there was uh, we hired, you know, because people were protesting. How come there's no black hosts there and so forth? So we hired this. Uh, at the time, he was the head of the Providence chapter of the NAACP. His name was Joe Folks. Joe Folks was one of the top basketball players as well. But, you know, um, he was a nice guy. Joe Folks was pretty good. And I remember when he called up a Jewish talk show host in Providence one time, and they got into a little, just a little bit of a cuff about blacks and so forth. And Joe Folks, the head of the NAACP, said, he said, you wouldn't say that if it was Israel, would you? <laughs> and the host said, yes, I would. Blow, blow. He put him on the spot. But he also said, I believe there's a little racism in all of us. And, and that was true. Joe Folks, you know, uh, was a, a decent guy, and he's still around. And um, I'm sure he's been very quiet in the background. But there's a guy that I could have sup with. You know what I'm saying? You could sit down and you could talk with and have a nice opportunity, a nice meal. Because he was a human being, you know? He wasn't one of these orchestrated leaders and trying to stir up trouble for trouble's sake. So I just I just thought I'd pass that along, you know? And, I mean, no matter who they are, whatever race uh, they are, remember, I mean, they, they are God's creation. A lot of people don't want to hear that, but it's true. And uh, they have just as much right to live free of any uh, violence uh, as anyone else. As Steve Mason was saying, you probably heard him, you know, he's saying that, hey, you know, um, they, they're, they're here, and they don't need to be slaves anymore, but they're slaves to the system today. That's what it's all about. All right, break time. We'll come back, folks. You may join us at any time. Rick Adams Uncensored here on RBN. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
there. Are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-and-lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-and-lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Hey, gang. Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and a new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Certified app can make a huge difference for your future. February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health, not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendivite. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we welcome your calls at 800-313-9443. And Art is with me now. Let's take a phone call from Marcus in Idaho right now. Hello, Marcus. You're on the program. Hello, sir. Hello? Yes? I guess we lost him. What happened to Marcus? His line is still there. No, it's not Marcus Welby. Nope. I don't know. Maybe he muted himself accidentally. Okay. So, Art, as we were just uh, saying, um, you know, we're talking about uh, the influence of the media in destroying uh, this nation and destroying uh, our people. And, you know, you have to see how reprobate they are, um, that uh, the media don't care that now they're held in less esteem than they ever have been in the past. Um, it doesn't bother them deeply. They are disturbed. Mentally, they are corrupt. And so as long as they get a check, you know, they get a paycheck, pretty substantive, then uh, what does it matter to them whether they're helping to destroy ultimately themselves as well? It's a psychosis, I think. Don't you think so? I agree. I just wonder if I could bring up the uh, second subject I was going to talk about, which was related to... Uh, investment of U.S. pension funds into China and tie it into the article you sent to me on 30 tyrants, where uh, basically it talked about Machiavelli and talking about the war of Sparta with Athens, and it says after a country is conquered, there's two, you know, a couple ways to treat to defeat it. One is to ruin them, the second is to rule them, the third is to create, they're in a state of, of 
if you dilute their uh, power of the conquered people, which is what's happening in America. Then that article talks about, you know, going back to Nixon and Kissinger, how the Jewish community, uh, especially the investment side of the Jewish community, has uh, been outsourcing American economy to China for since that point in time. So then go forward to show where it was. An example, this is from the Wall Street Journal article, uh, underfunded. Uh, Art, excuse me, but you're coming in kind of low. Could you speak more into the phone? Sure. Speak up a little more. Good. How does it sound now? Is this better? Sounds better. Sounds better. Go ahead. Continue now. All right. So I'm going to take the article um, from the Wall Street Journal. Realize it's owned by Bloomberg. But they're talking about the underfunded, under pressure U.S. pension funds keep investing in China. And they're talking about the shortfalls that they want to get at least a 7% return on pension funds. And here it is. This is February 19th article. And they talk about the private equity firms investing heavily in the Ant Group in um, China, which is becoming an initial public offering, hoping they were going to make a lot of money. And the Chinese government put a hold on it, which, they, mm-hmm. as a result, creates a, you know, a economic hurt for a lot of these uh, private equity firms managing American pension funds. All right? Mm-hmm. The third article I was going to bring up. This is out of the Philadelphia Inquirer called Philly.com, and the title was PA Treasurer Joe Torricelli, who was a former Pennsylvania State Treasurer, tried to reform yes. the Pennsylvania pension funds, and he lost mm-hmm. his job, mm-hmm. even though he was I a Democrat. Him. Right. So um, he talks about, you know, who are the two big, uh, biggest holders of the private equity investors are holding the Pennsylvania pension funds? Well, one is Stephen Swartzman of the BlackRock, uh, Blackstone Group, and the other one is Ira Lupert, okay, who's also a major uh, Zionist agenda investor. And they're showing um, in the article that the rate of return that we're getting using these private equity investors from Pennsylvania compared to other states is roughly, you know, getting about 3 to 4% where many of the other states in this booming stock market and everything else have actually been getting 11% plus. So he says he tried to to fight it, and uh, he got uh, booted out. But he also mentions here that Torricelli was very close to none other than Edward Dell, former governor of the state, former uh, mayor of Philadelphia, you know, same fast Eddie, he was tied in with the Colleonic family, getting his uh, home paid off uh, by the bootleggers over there by the end of the falls. And also shows that then he was awarded the opportunity to be one of the people overseeing the Annenberg National Constitution Center. So somehow, mm-hmm. you know, he's working with these rats, and he can't even see that the real problem is the people he's actually working for are the reason why we're having these issues. And that shows, you know, for instance, Pennsylvania in this article um, shows how poorly we're doing. But the other ones are, you know, you can look at CalPERS in California. Again, you've got Accenture, Arthur Anderson Consulting, renamed Accenture. And you see how they're, you know, they're basically uh, running the uh, pension fund into the ground. And the reason they're doing this is they're basically, uh, because the pension funds are so underfunded, they're taking massive risks and they're investing their money in China. Okay. rather than America. That's, that's basically a double whammy against the American economy, using American money from American labor and investing in a foreign country rather than investing it in American uh, you know, enterprises. So sure. it's really, uh, that's the heart of the problem. And you can see that these hedge fund managers are the core of the problem why China is booming and why America is you know, suffering economically. And we need to basically take them to task and say, what are you doing with these pension fund money? You invest in America. You don't invest overseas. And if you're not going to do that, you need to be, you need to be taken off managing the pension funds of American uh, labor. That's mm-hmm. my viewpoint mm-hmm. of what I wanted to bring yeah. up. Okay. Right. Well, they're not alert enough to uh, be, take notice of these things. That's, and that's why you try to bring it to their attention. They don't even know what's going on. Here's another one right. for you. Now, the Wuhan lab is in China, communist China, is eligible, apparently, to receive U.S. taxpayer funding through 2024. And that's confirmed by the National Institutes of Health of February uh, 21st. I'm sorry, February, yes, 20th, uh, today, I guess. And uh, they've confirmed it in the Daily uh, Caller uh, publication, uh, so they're saying that uh, the uh, 
that the organization in Wuhan is at the center, as you know, of this widespread, uh, you know, speculation that uh, COVID-19 could have entered uh, the human population in communist China due to an accelerated lab leak um, and what had happened there, and um, or accidental leak, I should say. But no, no, no matter what, uh, the taxpayers of the United States can continue, if this is allowed now, to foot the bill. So does right. that surprise right. you either? No. No. doesn't surprise me at all. What surprises you... me is the teachers are basically saying, we want to, don't want to go back to school and teach because of COVID, and they have some valid concerns, especially being forced to get inoculation vaccinations over it. And the other thing is, why are these teachers, not, why are these state employees not basically, you know, challenging their government to say, you're playing with our pensions and our future of our lives, and you're investing this money, giving it to hedge fund managers, which are taking off, you know, causing us to lose, you know, 50% of the profit we can make by using other types of investments, just using like a low, low-cost low investment fund like Vanguard has. And I'm pushing Vanguard, but the idea of what they're saying there. And we need to realize that why are we investing American money in China? A military enemy of this country that's out to put us, you know, bury us, you know. And why are American teachers and why are state employees of American states not standing up to these pension fund managers and taking the task to say, you should not be managing my pension fund to create jobs in China. You need to invest jobs here in America. That's the point I need to say. I'd say anybody's a state employee, federal employee, you need to take your local uh, state government and uh, the ones managing your pensions, you need to take them to task and say they need to invest in America, not in uh, foreign countries that are military enemies. That's the viewpoint. No, no, no surprise. We have uh, the general treasurer of uh, Rhode Island, Mr. Magaziner, uh, Seth Magaziner, who uh, is uh, going around the state now promoting the special March 2nd bond issue referendum election, telling the people they need to support borrowed monies. And he was asked... Point blank by the media, um, is this the time to do it now? And he says, absolutely. Go into more debt to the tune of another billion dollars or whatever. I mean, it's disgraceful. And plus the interest. I mean, the bonded indebtedness of the uh, state's taxpayers now is through the roof. And here you have a guy like Magazina, who is part of the tribe, uh, says that, no, there's no problem just incurring more debt and more indebtedness and more interest because... I guess uh, the bankers need it. You know, they do need some relief, don't they? <laughs> yes. And I like the way they basically say, you know, it's a bond issue, like, the, you know, it's an investment. And really, what the, you know, they should say, look, um, when we issue this new debt, uh, you as an average taxpayer, you know, it's going to cost you, say, $25 per year for this new bond. And have some safe by the people to understand what they're actually voting for. I mean, how many people would actually vote to have their taxes increased? But, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as you use the word bond, all of a sudden they think it's an investment. That's what really cracks me up is why American uh, voters, when they see these things come up on their ballots, they can't see, see what they're actually looking at. Uh, they still don't know. You know, I, 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 was, I was watching one of, the, one of the residents of Texas and, uh, you know, suffering these massive losses, massive increases in their energy bill. And the woman said, this is three times my monthly mortgage payment this uh, bill that I got. And, you know, uh, people still don't understand that a mortgage is a death grip. That's what it says, literally. Mort is death and uh, gage is grip. They don't know that. Right. Right. Okay, we have uh, Marcus once again. We'll try it now from Idaho. Hello. Hello. Hopefully you can hear me this time. Yes, I can. I think so. Just speak up a little bit, please. Yes, sir. Um, you know, uh, with the you were saying that the black people are put here by God, and yes, that's true. But this um, Black Lives Matter is such a slap in the face of the American people. I mean, <clears throat> putting those uh, letters on the streets um, and Washington and, and New York and in California and that couple um, in California that got arrested for a hate crime for putting some paint over them. Still haven't heard what happened to them. The, and they're just uh, becoming extremely tribal with all of this. And uh, it's um, it's a hatred against white people 
that is inculcated in uh, the very fibers of this BLM stuff. Right. That's true. No argument there. Uh, these these groups are uh, are not uh, indigenous groups. They don't just spring up, you know, of themselves. I said the if you ask the average black person on the street, you know, we encounter them every day. Um, what do they think about Black Lives Matter? And they'll say invariably, ain't done nothing for me. You know, um, you know they haven't done anything for me. Where's the money going? You know, well we know where it's coming from. It's coming from that Soros group, that family. It's coming from uh, the Annenberg uh, affiliates and those people like uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, and so forth. They want to steer up that antipathy toward whites. Now, if you watch television, I don't. But my cousin tells me that uh, every day, every night, every program is now miscegenationist-oriented. Black dating whites, uh, Hispanic dating blacks, whatever. It's all interracial to create that that modular, you know, of a universal race and destroying yeah, the white race. Professor Ignatius said, okay? Go ahead. Exactly. You're talking um, Barbara Spector kind of ideas here. Um, the professor mm-hmm. from Europe, the Jewish professor, which said yeah. uh, white people are going to have to take a back seat and um, they're going to hate us for it, but, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is uh, definitely from the corporations. Uh, there's there's just a, a power grab um, that is happening, and they know if they can destroy the um, the spirit of the white people, then they can control like never before. This nation, this nation topples, then the world topples. Well, and that's the idea, is as America goes, the world goes with it, you know? You're right. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And then one other... Glad you got on. Can I add one... One what? You have one more thought? No, I dropped him because you still there? Okay, I think he's left. Okay, thank you, though. Um, We do have another caller, Tim, I believe, from Washington, and bring him up. Hello, Tim, you're on the program. Uh, Yeah, Rick, always always a great show. Um, Listen, um, I mean, the answer is right, right... you know, it's right in front of our face. It's the Congressional Conservative Councils, where the activists, basically, of a congressional district or county come together and by two-thirds vote decide, you know, since they, they are the people of the endemic or, you know, um, you know, Adam blood, basically Adam bloodline, decide yeah. what they're going to do with the serpent seed line people. And so it's, mm-hmm. the, it's a Congressional Conservative Council. It's right there. It's in the Bible. It talks about even when you die, you're going to be judged, and you'll be made ruler. Uh, you'll be part of a ruling class of ten cities or five cities, depending on it's. It comes down to the Congressional Conservative Council um, that basically decides what's going on. Uh, even Art and Philly, I mean, do they got a? Do they got a? a, a congr- you know, basically a Congressional Conservative Council of Philadelphia. Who are these people among us? What are they doing? And mm-hmm. nobody seems to listen to that to that call. Um, and I just don't I don't understand it. But we're not going to get past this until we actually put together 435 congressional conservative councils to, to figure out, you know, why why are we voting electronic? Why are we doing what we're doing? And um, uh, mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem to be happening. So. Anyways, always a great show. I just wanted to drop that in there. Very uh, good. Always got a great program. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, thank you. Very good point you make. Uh, very, very true. Any comment, Art? No, I think he's got some good ideas. We definitely got to create some uh, opposition to, uh, you know, to the political class right now that's running this country down the, down the tubes. And, uh, well, they have declared so, themselves as the enemy, really. They, by their actions, you shall know them by their fruits. And their fruits are very bitter fruits, okay, to put it in those terms. Um, they, they've declared war now on freedom of, of speech, which is freedom of thought, expression. You know, we have, we have the case in Block Island, New Shoreham, Rhode Island, of this, this official, uh, police official, that 30 years ago he did a blackface routine, and now he's had to resign and he's apologized. You know, what does that have to do with the price of onions in China? <clears throat> has nothing at all to do with it. And it's just one more example of how they're creating this police state mentality of the psyche so that if you dare 
if you dare to have any kind of social media interaction and you're a public official and somebody decides to trot up something from your past, you know, some Halloween party you attended when you were five, six years old and you waved the white flag or something like that, you know, now all of a sudden you're a suspect. You're a white nationalist. You're a terrorist, you know. This is the mantra they have created, Art. They've created this very carefully designed stereotypical image of the whitey guy who is evil and he needs to be stomped out, needs to be crushed, you see? That's the name of the game, Art. All right, we'll come back with your thoughts and uh, we'll come back uh, the last five, six minutes of the program, folks. Very fascinating show. Rick Adams, uncensored here on RBN. Please support us as well. Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed the newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. The newspaper? Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! Huh. For some reason, a majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper does not give out the important attention on what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. What have you done? Thousands of years of building and rebuilding, creating and recreating so you can let it crumble to dust. A million years, the sensitive men dying for their dreams. For what? So you can swim and dance and play. Okay, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 1-800-313-9443. Not much time, but uh, Art, I've uh, been looking at the economic chalkboard and seeing uh, some of the stories, headlines such as this. Inflation signals soar. 
to record highs amid mixed uh, PM. Now, uh, your response to that, you know, you've seen, we talked about it before, inflation devaluation. Right. So if you look at um, Ghana, one of the African companies, which uh, countries has hyperinflation now, their interest rates are up to 40% now from 35%. They just raised it in uh, one week. So that's what we're, you know, we run the risk of that happening here. Okay, this inflation could uh, run out of control, and this is how I see it can play out. There's a, co- you know, there's a couple avenues. So if we have runaway inflation, you know, it's going to go up through the roof. You know, first it starts, it's just like a, you know, hockey stick growth with the cost of money. So what happens is it goes up real high. Um, then we're going to see uh, companies that basically do low profit, high volume, such as supermarkets, WalMarts, all down the line there. They're going to, first of all, they're going to have to work like crazy to keep the prices going up like every week. And that's going to result in the long run that they're just going to go out of business. All right? Mm-hmm. People who have, uh, get money, get mortgages now, you know, say at the 2 to 3% mortgage rates they got now. So what's going to happen as a result of hyperinflation? The interest rates are going to go up to like 40% higher, mm-hmm. as an example. Mm-hmm. All right? So what happens there? Well, all these banks that uh, were offering these loans at 2 3%, they can't uh, sustain it, and they're going to go out of business. So now what happens? Okay? So, yes, you've got a nice cheap loan from a bank, and now that bank's out of business. Well, you're stuck with that debt. Okay? Right. So now the people who take over those uh, loans are going to uh, you know, impose their terms and conditions <clears throat> on the debt that you acquired. And be ready to see many of them to be charging you 40% because that's the cost of business. Your bank went bankrupt. You can't get the deal anymore. Sorry, they're out of business. So now what happens? All the real estate, you know, the financial investments, real estate and business, uh, the cost of doing business is going up to the roof. So you're going to see a major shutdown of that. Now, on the positive side, you will see um, things that hard assets that appreciate uh, because of the, you know, of the valuation of the currency. You're going to see things like, um, obviously, real estate will boom. The cost of real estate will go up. You will see the stock market boom. And you're going to see, you know, real assets such as gold, silver, and the stock market are going to do quite well. Okay, an example is look at Venezuela. Their economy, the gross domestic product, went down in half. Okay, but their stock market tripled in value. All right, so you can see that um, because yeah. that represented real assets, real businesses, that uh, that's what's going to happen. And I see that we run the risk of that happening here. Don't worry. Big Brother will take care of you. That's all. But we got a call from Nancy in California. Quickly, not much time. Hello, Nancy. Come on, Nancy. Are you there? I accidentally dropped her there. Oh, okay. She accidentally dropped. Okay. Well, anyway, no, what what you just said, Art, is, is true. But, you know, going back to Roosevelt's time when the people were suffering immensely from the Great Depression brought on by the banksters and the war, uh, then, of course, uh, you know, he just reminded them that government was their God. That in the end, the government would come through for them. Government would be their provider. And unfortunately, now, all his legacy still lives on while he's dead in the grave, and uh, we've seen the results of it. You see, uh, the ideology of the banking system, the corrupt ones, the synagogue of Satan, and what they're doing to us is uh, captivity. And, uh, you know, then we have to have some kind of new world system, new world uh, monetary system, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would. But uh, you're right, Art, and you have great knowledge, you know, of the system, enough knowledge to be able to be so, uh, I mean, so uh, greatly uh, blessing this audience with what you uh, have accumulated in, uh, in your field. So I'm, I'm happy that you spoke today again, and I hope that we can do it again next week, um, God willing, you know, if we're, uh, we're still here and uh, we pray and support RBN. Thank you, Art, for being with me, and uh, that's it. We'll let you go. Hey, buddy. Take care. All right, folks, we're out of time. We just don't have it. Looking and waiting for, really I'm waiting for, a splash of sunshine. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. 
because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.